y'all, and welcome to Listen for the Journey. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Mariana, and I'm the creator and host of Listen for the Journey. This podcast is all about having a good relationship with yourself, others, and God, handling the difficult things life throws at you, and finding and embracing your unique journey when going through this crazy Welcome back. Um, so today's episode is going to be a bit different. It's going to be structured a bit differently, and I'm not interviewing anybody. Um, I will be sharing with you guys my testimony and just some different verses and some little tips. I don't know if I'd call them tips. I like to call them bits of wisdom. Um, but I was thinking about um, episodes to do and somebody mentioned to me possibly a testimony and I didn't even I didn't even realize that I had a testimony um but I thought about it more and I prayed about it and I do and I want to share it with you guys today um so I'd like to call this my testimony part one because I have the strong belief that you don't only get saved once um you are saved by God multiple times throughout your entire life. It's not like you go through this really hard thing, you find Jesus and woohoo, you're safe forever. Um, That's not how it works. Uh, If you think about it, hills and valleys, there are many hills and valleys. There's not one big valley and then you're just done. So I'll be talking about just how I have gotten to where I am in my relationship with God right now, um, what I've gone through to get there and stuff. So, just going right into it, I'm not going to share a verse first. I'm going to share actually multiple verses towards the end of the episode. Um, But just some background information. Um, Two things. One, if you did not know this about me, I don't know if I mentioned it before, both of my parents are pastors. So, I have been raised in the church. Church is a huge part of my life. When I was little, I used to call the church my second home. Like, it is, church is just a really big part of my life. Um, and the second thing, in the time frame that I'm talking about here, um, I was in the sixth grade, so I was a transition year. And I think about five months before that, I'd had my second open heart surgery. Um, and that was hard for me on multiple levels. Um, I like to think about it this way. I had physical recovery that I had to go through. Of course, I just gone through a major surgery. But with that, there was some emotional recovery that I had to do, too. Um, And part of the hard season that I'm going to talk about, I was doing some emotional recovery from the surgery, but I didn't know that was happening. So I was just trying to process all these emotions that I was feeling on the back end of my second surgery that I didn't know how to process and then I didn't even know I was processing. Um, So going into the sixth grade for about five months, so from about September until about January, um, I went through a really hard season. I'm not gonna go into a ton of details just because I don't think I'm ready for that. Um, But I felt a lot of anxiety, um, specifically around school, 
just a lot that resulted in me going to therapy, um, which I love therapy. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm still in therapy today. It's so amazing, and I love it so much. Um, and it's helped me through some really hard things, uh, especially sixth grade. And, like, on the emotional side, I felt very anxious. I felt really alone, um, which I'll get into more of these emotions in a minute. And I felt really hopeless and just stuck. Like, I kind of felt this kind of, I'm going to be stuck in here forever. There's no going out. Nothing's going to change. Everything's going to stay the same forever. Um, And I feel like we can get into that headspace a lot when we're going through a tough season in our life of nothing is ever going to change. I'm just going to be stuck here forever. Um, And I also felt, I struggled a lot with, um, which I think is a very human thing, is you know, something that I still struggle with, but um, I thought that, well, that, well, I didn't think, well, okay, <laughs> let me kind of think about my words for a second so I can actually express them the way that I want to. So pretty much my church family, I love them so much. My church is amazing, and my friends are amazing, but I felt like I had to have it all together going to church, especially going to church and being with my friends because I thought I wouldn't be loved or accepted if I was kind of seen as a Mariana really struggling, not as a Mariana in a pretty dress, if that makes sense. Um, So I really struggled uh, coming to my friends and coming to my church family as somebody who was going through a really tough season in their life, who was really struggling, um, instead of the quote-unquote perfect version of me. Um, the girl who's always smiling, who always has her hair done. Um, so that was something that I still really struggle with when I go through difficult seasons. And now that I have social media, that adds a whole other layer of how do I how can I be the authentic me on social media? Like, will people not accept me kind of thing? Um, Along with my church family and stuff. Um, And then something that I also felt, even coming out of this season of difficult stuff, um, was kind of this feeling of invalidation. Uh, The big excuse that I created in my head, which prevented me from going to therapy for like two months when I desperately needed it, um, was feeling like my experience and feeling like what I was going through wasn't real because I was so young when it happened, like I was 10, 11 age. Um, and I felt like I was hearing all the time, especially since I was a preteen and since puberty and stuff, um, people would tell me, it's just hormones. You're just hormonal. Um, which don't even get me started. That's so, and that is so invalidating to someone going through something difficult. Um, or, but you're so young. Y'all, I said this, I think, um, my mental health and vulnerability episode, most mental illnesses are like, I don't know the word for it. Um, most mental illnesses are like happening before the age of 14 
like people, young people can go through some stuff. Um, and so that's part of something that kept me from getting the help that I needed, um, was constantly kind of invalidating myself. Um, and so I went through that really tough season, right? It was really difficult. And then after that, um, after I kind of went through that season, I felt like I was left with all these pieces and like, I wasn't breaking anymore, but I was broken in the aftermath of breaking, if that makes sense. And I had no energy and no way to fix them. So I was just left with all this brokenness and messiness. And I didn't know what to do to kind of quote unquote fix it. Um, And so I started slowly coming to God and I didn't have this big aha God moment where I was just saved and I fell to my knees and was crying. And that's totally a valid and real thing that I'm sure many people have experienced, but that's not what happened with me. Um, So I kind of was like, who am I? What am I doing? I went through this really tough season where all I was focused on was getting through my day and I'm done with that. What do I want? Like, what do I like? What's my identity? Like who even am I? So, um, I'd heard all the time since I was little to place your identity in God. So I started slowly coming to the Lord and that was a really beautiful stage of my life. Um, I remember the first time that I prayer journaled, which is how I started. And I can do an episode on how to start getting closer to God if you guys want that. Um, And I remember I just sat there. I don't know if you guys heard that. Thank you, I'm sorry. Um, But I just sat there and I was smiling and I was like, this is amazing. Like, why haven't I done this before? This is so wonderful. Reading my Bible is so amazing and it brings me so much comfort and joy and just being joyful in the presence of the Lord um and I started to do that every morning and then every night and then it became something that I just loved doing um and so I slowly came to God and it wasn't all roses it wasn't all pretty right I still really struggled in kind of building my relationship with God. One of the things that I struggled with is I talked about before having to come to church, wanting to come to church as this perfect girl to be loved or to be accepted. But something else that I really deeply struggled with was I thought that I had to come to God as the Mariana from church, the Mariana dress, the Mariana in a dress who was smiling all the time and who was happy all the time. Um, not the Mariana sitting alone in her room crying because she just doesn't know what, what to do. Um, so I kind of started to painfully, um, open up to God and, and just expose all my stuff and all the things that I was so hidden, um, that I kept so hidden because a big thing for me that I had to tell myself, and that was a hard truth for me, is God heals the broken, right? So what the heck is God going to do with the perfect version of me? 
if I was already perfect, why would I need God? Like, it just doesn't make sense. So we come to God not because we're perfect, but because we're broken and we're in need of a savior. Um, and so that's something that I kind of grappled with, but I, it, like, it's just something that I still struggle with. And, um, but something that's just part of my testimony. Um, so started getting closer to God and eventually after that, um, I kind of, a lot of things came from that. So I started reading my Bible and wisdom from the journey came from this difficult experience. So God took this broken, messy stuff and he turned it into something beautiful. And I was thinking about my testimony. I said that I've been praying about and stuff at the beginning of this episode. And I thought about me in the sixth grade versus me now. And I was like, oh my gosh, God answered my prayer. He healed me. He took something that was so difficult and so hard and he made something beautiful out of it. He took my ashes and turned them to beauty. And I think that's just an amazing, amazing thing. Um, So that was my testimony. I might share a more in-depth one once I feel more comfortable. Um, And I might even have a testimony part two because again, my relationship with God and myself and the world is constantly evolving. Um, I'm only a high schooler, so there's a lot more life that I have to live, and there's a lot more lessons that I need to learn, a lot more experience that I need to go through. Um, and so the last thing that I wanted to do is share some verses and just some little kind of quote, quote unquote bits of wisdom. <laughs> um, and don't mind if you hear me or if I take pauses because I'm frantically flipping through my Bible to get to those verses. Um, but the first thing that I wanted to touch on is that your testimony, your testimony, testimony, your testimony has power. It has so much power. Um, and what, how you place that power is dependent on you. Your testimony can have the power to hide you and to make you feel ashamed and dirty and wrong. Your testimony can have that power. Your testimony, your story can have the complete power to make you feel ashamed and hidden and wrong. But your testimony can also have the power to change you and to help you grow and to bring you closer to the Lord and closer to others. Your testimony can have the power to help even others become closer to God. Um, So something that I've really tried to do is placing the power of my testimony in something good, not in shame, not in being hidden, but in growing and just becoming closer with God. And along with that, authenticity and vulnerability has power. And it is so hard to be authentic and to be vulnerable. But man, is it beautiful when you are. Um, It's kind of in one of those situations where the risk is greater than the reward. And I don't know how much 
I have like a specific time frame, so I would I would go in depth of that. And I have an episode coming out soon about vulnerability. And if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to um, my one about mental health and toxic positivity. Um, but authenticity and vulnerability has so much power, and that's partly um, why I'm doing this podcast because. I feel like we live in such a world that needs so much authenticity, but we're terrified of it. Um, The last thing that I wanted to do is share some verses with you um, and some reminders about, about just who God is. So the first thing that I wanted you guys to remind, um, to be reminded of is that God hears you. Um, In Psalm 56 verse eight, it says, You keep track of all of my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. God hears us. He hears our crying and our weeping, and he keeps track of it. He listens to it. He holds it. Um, I think that's such a beautiful thing, that even when you feel so unheard and invalidated and alone, God hears you. And he knows, he knows that you are feeling this. He keeps track of your sorrows. Um, I feel like that's just such a powerful message. Um, And then the next one is God feels with you. He feels with you. He understands what you're going through. And he deeply cares about what you're feeling. And I think that's such presented in the fact that he died on a cross for you. Um, He died this gruesome death. Like he deeply cares for you and he cares for how you're feeling. And God wasn't someone or Jesus wasn't someone who um, went through life without any struggles. Um, I think it's John 11, 35, maybe. It just says, Jesus wept. That's the shortest verse in the Bible. It's Jesus wept. Jesus wasn't someone who went his whole life without feeling any sorrow. He knows and he understands. Um, And then the last thing was that I wanted to share um, is that God will never abandon you. Hold on, let me get to this verse. Sorry, y'all. I can't find it. All right, hold up, y'all. There we go. Okay, so God will never abandon us. In Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and panic before them. For the Lord God will personally go ahead of you. He will never fail, no, fail you nor abandon you. God is not a God who leaves. Um, He doesn't abandon us. He stays with us through the hard and messy stuff. He walks with us. Um, And he's been, since the day that you were conceived, um, since the day that you were in your mother's womb, he has been with you and he's never going to leave you. Um, So those were just some verses that I wanted to share. Um, and if I can flip back to the page that I need to flip back to, just if you didn't listen to anything that I just said, if you did not listen to any of this testimony, I want you to take away these things. One, no matter what your story is, 
It is valid and real. No ifs, ands, or buts. Two, God hears you. God hears you. He listens. Two, God cares and he understands and he feels with us. And four, God will never abandon us or leave us. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, if Tell me if you would like me to do more like this. Um, just me. Um, I really like doing it. Um, so thank you. All right. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you got whatever you needed to hear from today's episode. You can find Wisdom for the Journey on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor under the name Wisdom for the Journey Podcast. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at Wisdom for the Journey. If you want content a lot like the content of this podcast, or if you would like to reach out to me about anything. Also, it would be so helpful if you provided a rating for us, so new listeners can see if this is a podcast that would be helpful for them. The link to all of that is in the description of this episode. And one last thing, remember you are never alone, you are enough just where you are right now, and God loves you.